Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. When you're an entrepreneur, you feel like uh, those transformative moments, you can try anything you want. You can do anything you want in your lives. And, and that was a time. And I was like, you know, I just want to turn this into something interesting for me. I just want to see if this can have any self-help or, or, uh, or uh, uh, meaning in my own life. So uh, instead of just, just you know, running away or instead of just uh, trying to get over quickly, I turned that into something fun. And this has taught me a lesson, meaning like, Every time we have a failure, we can turn those failures or into something useful because there are a lot more many people who have failures. And if you can, um, if you can learn from the failure and actually share your failure, if you are brave enough to say what you learn from this failure, and you can turn something really bad into something really good. And uh, in my case, it became a life mission. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Let's talk about aging. It's inevitable, right? But what if I told you there's a new way to age led by Solgar Cellular Nutrition? They believe, and I do too, that you can transform the way you age cell by cell with the power of cellular nutrition. As we age, our cellular function declines. Your regular multivitamins and minerals might not be enough to combat these age-related declines, and that's where Solgar Cellular Nutrition comes in. It's formulated with targeted cellular nutrients that work with your body's natural processes deep inside your cells to help you fight cellular decline and promote cell health across three benefit areas. It supports cell energy, repair, and vitality, muscle strength, and even glutathione production to help protect cells. So let's own our healthy aging narrative. Visit CellularNutrition.Solgar.com to learn more. Again, that's CellularNutrition.Solgar.com to learn more. Solgar Cellular Nutrition. We go cell deep. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Gio, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Hey, thank you for having me, Srini. Yeah, my pleasure. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I have uh, seen you speak at the World Domination Summit, and somebody actually sent your story my way, and I had come across it before. Uh, and I was really intrigued, especially because I know you have a book coming out. But before we get into the book or any of that, uh, can you tell us a, a bit about yourself, your story, your journey, your background, and how that has brought you to what you're up to in the world today? Yeah, um, I've been... I, I grew up in Beijing, China, and uh, I've always wanted was to become entrepreneur. Uh, that was when in the early 1990s, I saw Bill Gates, and he was a big inspiration in my life. So I came to the States later on, and uh, and then just going through the American dream, you know, like go, <laughs> going to school, building, buying a house, and, 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 and everything, um, uh, getting a better job, and, and make money, and all, all that, but I really just, I felt I was, went away from my dream of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I made pretty good money, I was living very comfortably, but I felt that's not what I uh, I was meant to do. So um, when I was 30, I quit my job, <laughs> you know, I wish I did that earlier, but you got to do that sooner or later, right? So when I quit my job, when I was 30, I started my own company. And um, that's where I met this fate of rejection. You know, I got rejected with an investment. And I felt so bad that that uh, I almost wanted to quit when I got rejected. Um, and the thing is, this brought up all these past um, feelings that I had in my life where every time I feel like I was about to do something i was so afraid to be rejected by someone and uh, that i just kept kept telling myself not to do it and then sometimes when i just hear got a little rejection um whether that's someone telling me my idea wasn't good um i would just quit uh, because i thought this if someone told me that must be true um this is where it came to me i found this is a big problem in my life i have to I cannot be dictated by this fear of rejection anymore. Otherwise, you know, do you think Bill Gates would quit um, after a simple rejection from an investor? Uh, no way. So no matter what I do, whether that's uh, being an entrepreneur or having a career, I have to overcome this fear of rejection. So this became my thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, after that, I, I started my blog. Um, it's called 100 Days of Rejection. Uh, if you're interested, you can go to fearbuster.com to, to look at the blog. Uh, I started this about two years ago, uh, where uh, every day I would go out and look for rejection instead of running away from it. And I would record my rejection attempts and I made a video blog about it. And the thing is, um, I started as a site, a pet project, because just overcome my fear and I was having fun with it. Then it turned to be pretty big because a lot of people start writing me emails and telling me that, hey, uh, what you're doing is inspiring because they also had this fear of rejection. So um, now this has um, turned from a side project or some um, thing for myself into a life mission where I can help others overcome their fear mm-hmm. of rejection. All right. So we're going to get into all of that and talk about that in more detail. But, you know, I want to go back to something that you said earlier about quitting your job. And you just said, you know, you got to do it sometime, right? Yeah. That somehow we get into our heads that there is going to be a perfect time to do all these things that we want to do with our lives. And I'm really interested in, in what enabled you to do that. Uh, and then, you know, what it is it that keeps people from taking the leap into things that they're uncertain about and, you know, how they overcome that fear? That's a very interesting point because um, we, we do always feel like, you know, 
there's a time that will come. I had this conversation with a lot of people before I quit my job before you know people kept telling me yeah you should just do this maybe you can uh, be better at your career maybe you can make this take this step maybe once you become a leader of certain amount of people like if you uh, you know uh, maybe you can have uh, managed over 15 people now you have experience maybe you you make certain amount of money now you have all the savings for you to do this the thing is that number keeps changing i just feel like you know a lot of times the number the time should be now and because it's throughout my life i just kept telling me that same story but with different goals you know it used to be if you go to business school then you can become entrepreneur it used to be once you find a job for a couple of years you can you can become entrepreneur when it used to be once you like save like maybe fifty thousand dollars you can have the, like i always tell you know told myself those but that day never came until that um, my son was born, you know, um, I became a parent. And that was a life changing moment where I felt, wow, usually this is where people quit mm-hmm. of having those dreams It's you know, this, uh, you're a parent now, stop worrying about those dreams and uh, focus on your career and provide for your family and, and things like that. But uh, this is, a, you know, that, that I, I, I didn't want my son to become my, my excuse of not pursuing my dream. So maybe someday I would come to him saying, hey, son, you know, I, I didn't do my dream. Because I didn't uh, pursue my dream because of you. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the worst thing to say. Mm-hmm. What, what I want to do is, hey, son, you were my catalyst of my entrepreneurship uh, dream. Because of you were born, I started pursuing my dream so I can be an example to you. Now you can go chase after yours. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. That story reminds me of a scene from a movie uh, that you may, I don't know if you've seen it. It's called The Rookie with um, Dennis Quaid, and he's a baseball player. And, Great movie. Great yeah. movie. And there's this very distinctive scene where his wife comes to him and says, okay, stay and pitch for one more week. And she said, besides, she said, what kind of message are we sending to that kid who looks up to you if we tell you to quit? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, that's uh, a lot of times we, we make those excuses uh, because of our kid. Uh, but those are not the, the, the excuses are not solid excuses is because we want to because we are afraid because we want to quit. So we, we use noble reasons to, to quit. But the, the most the, I mean, the best reason is to keep going. And because uh, you want to be an example. Yeah. So how do you make the shift from using noble reasons to quit? To actually taking action it's where um i mean as i mentioned i've been wanting to do this for a long time and i had too many excuses and and then looking that's where it's either now or never because i felt if i couldn't become entrepreneur if i couldn't do the entrepreneur thing when i was like 18 years old like some sort of whiz kid or maybe maybe like 23 years old just right out of college or like you know, after graduate school, I was 27 or 28 as a, as a single guy or even just as a married uh, person. If, if I couldn't do all that um, and at those easier times in my life when, the, when you hear a lot of this on TV or, uh, you know, in newspapers or on magazines, that's how people became entrepreneurs. If you couldn't do that at those age and now you have a kid uh, on the way and you're 30 and you're about pretty soon you're 35 or 40, like how, how do you... How, how can you justify that? Mm-hmm. So it's really, there is that urgency uh, for me to, to, to feel like this is not or never. Mm. Well, let's do this. I, I want to ask you an interesting question before we get into the entire 100 days of rejection. One sure. of the things that really fascinates me is that you looked at something like getting rejected by uh, you know, <clears throat> investors, something that most of us would consider a failure and most of us would take sort of badly and you transformed that into just this massive opportunity and into a life mission. So uh, my question is how to learn to recognize moments that seem like they're really bad and turn them into something as wonderful as what you have. Uh, it's a really insightful question because when they actually happened, it was just all bad, right? Um, but it's where the the it's almost like the same thing as my uh, having a kid, right? I mean, having a kid is a good thing, but the thing is that because of having a kid, I felt I was that my 
my dreams was slipping is you know slipping away from me, and that's almost a bad thing. So I turned that into a good thing by taking action. So it's the same thing here. Um, when I was hit with this rejection. I I was hurt, and but I felt I could either just uh, I could do one of a few things. I could just sulk and quit, or I could just try to move on. You know, that's that's what you know, I mean. That's what most most people would do. They would try to probably move on and and uh, you know try to move on to the next thing as soon quickly as possible. But I felt that this has some bigger meaning in my life. I mean, it's almost like a, like a, like a make me of a microcosm of my life mm-hmm. where I would hit with rejection and then I would just start running. Um, so this is a moment when you're an entrepreneur, you feel like uh, those transformative moments, you can try anything you want. You can do anything you want in your lives. And, and that was a time. And I was like, you know, I just want to turn this into something interesting for me i just want to see if this can have any self-help or or uh, or uh, uh meaning in my own life so uh instead of just just you know running away or instead of just uh, trying to get over quickly i turned that into something fun and this has taught me a lesson meaning like every time we have a failure we can turn those failures or into something useful because there are a lot more many people who have failures and if you can um if you can learn from the failure and actually share your failure, if you're brave enough to say what you learn from this failure, and you can turn something really bad into something really good. And in my case, it became a life mission. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me ask you this uh, on that note, two questions. What do you think separates the person who looks at a failure and turns it into an opportunity like you have and turns it into a life mission versus the one who doesn't. Because I can tell you, I've often been the person who doesn't in some very, very difficult failures. I think, um, I think having that awareness and intentionality is, is a big thing. Mm -hmm. It it, it is a, it is a really a big thing. It's not something that, um, I mean, I went through plenty of failures in my life. Um, you know, and, but looking back, they all have some sort of, you know, made some purpose, had some purpose, um, you know, to the bigger picture. I'm not saying this as a kind of a revisionist history, but really felt that way, you know, when I look back. Um, so I think having a big life mission, having a big meaning in your life, that is a big overarching um, story that you want to write. I mean, it's not a story that, that have been written already, but it's a story that you want to write for your life. And that's when you can start piecing everything together. Uh, that, that was your past, you know, your current, your, uh, or your, your presence or your future, that they all become part of a story. And it is up to you. It's almost like an author to, to turn those things into part of a big book. I love how Steve Jobs did this, you know, in his, uh, uh, uh in his, uh, you know, address to Stanford, you know, the, uh, you know, the commencement speech. He looked back and saying, you know, all his times, how he was, he became an adopted kid, how he didn't finish college, they all contributed to his success or his story later on. So I think having that meaning in life and, and that, that big overarching goal is super important to, to, to have to, you know, so we can turn these failures into something useful. Okay. So two questions. One, how do you sort of shift the awareness and intentionality so that you can actually get the valuable lessons from them? And, you know, I know sometimes you don't get them when they happen. Like you, like you said, you know, sometimes you only get them, you know, when you look back. And then the other thing is that you've kind of brought up this idea of the bigger meaning of your life multiple times in our conversation. Uh how how did you i mean it sounds like you uncovered that through a series of experiences but how do people uncover what that bigger meaning and bigger purpose might be based on your experience these are very big questions the first one is how do you actually um do this right how do you see this um um failures in meaning right mm-hmm. so i think having a mindset was very important i'm, I'm not sure you're familiar with this book called uh, mindset yep by carol black Yes, it's a wonderful book. The book talks about how elastic our mind could be or our ability or talent can be. So if we have this growth mindset, we can, that, that becomes a lot easier. We're like, you know, I mean, instead of saying this failure defines me, we say it's the, our reaction to the failure that defines us. Mm-hmm. So by having that growth mindset, meaning everything, you can turn anything that happens into something useful if you have that right, uh, right mindset. So, 
you know, so I think, you know, it's, it's really crucial to, to have that mindset. And secondly, what's your second question again? I'm sorry. Um, well, so, you know, we've talked about mindset, but, you know, finding the sort of bigger purpose and meaning of your life. I mean, you found it through this. And, and I, I realize it's a very big question. I don't expect you to have a concrete answer for it, but it's something I'm very curious about. I mean, based on your experiences, how would you suggest people go about finding that sort of bigger meaning and purpose of their life? So in my case, I can only I, I can only talk about my experience. My feeling was uh, this is something I wanted to do since I was little, right? And that dream um, did not go away. It only became stronger and stronger as time goes on. So having that thought, you know, we, we all had dreams. I mean, I think most of us has dreams uh, growing up. You know, whether that's to become the president, you know, or maybe rocket scientist, you know, just kind of these classic dreams. But if those dreams don't go away. That, that, that's telling us about something. That's telling us about maybe we should do something about it instead of having an excuse of not, not pursuing the stream, however far-fetched, however unrealistic they seem. But, you know, most people, I feel most people are not meant to have their dreams, meaning, you know, they probably excuse themselves or not, not, you know, they, they, they I mean, they, they probably, the talent is not there. Mm-hmm. But, if after a certain amount of time is still there and after a certain amount of failures and after frustrations, you, you feel like you can still handle it and the dream is still there. That's where I feel is worth con- uh, pursuing that meaning. Hmm. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's shift gears a bit and let's start talking about uh, the whole concept of 100 days of rejection. Because I know you have some really, really funny stories. I've heard some of these. And um, so, one, I'd love for you to talk to us about sort of, you know, coming up with a project and then starting it and, you know, walk us through the journey of that entire project. So this is where I um, um, I've never known blogging. Like I, I read some blogs, but in here and there, but more like articles. But I didn't know the concept of blogging at all until I started doing this. And I wrote one blog post. Uh, I put I posted on Hacker News. Uh, that's when before my rejection. That was during my um, uh, during my was running my company. And I found wow, people were engaging because I I touched on a subject that was. Universal. Uh, I talked. I talked about eight. You know, uh, the right age for being an entrepreneur because I felt maybe I was too old and, and as a thirty-year-old. And then I felt a lot of people started writing me back and commenting on it. And that's a great way to actually connect with people. And so when this um, rejection happened, I thought, why not turn that into a a blog as well. Maybe I can connect with the world that way. And uh, hey, if if uh, if I can drive some traffic to my website because of uh, you, know, you know because of that, you know I need I need I need users for my app. Uh, you know, for the app that's building, you know that's just as good. But more importantly, this was something that was meaningful to me. And so it was meaningful to me. I really didn't care if people found that interesting or not because you know the, if it's meaningful to me that's good enough so that's what i did i um i started blog i started blogging on uh i started recording every single rejection i had i started um blogging about it what you know i blogged about what i learned on each rejection attempts and then it just got bigger and bigger so let's get into specifics, um, you know, because it sounds like, the, you know, the you kind of kept leveling up the level of risk in every single thing you did, uh, you know, and I, I'd like you to walk us through that entire process. So, yeah, it was at the beginning, I um, I searched online, and I found, I mean, the, the whole concept of rejection therapy was, uh, it, you know, it, it wasn't new, it wasn't mine. It was uh, by this guy named Jason Comley. He's a Canadian guy. He invented this game about, you know, looking for rejection, so you can desensitize yourself from the pain. So I said, I said, I'm gonna... I'm going to uh, put my own spin on it. All right. I, I don't like uh, other people telling me what to do. I'll just come up with my own rejection attempts. Mm-hmm. And then I would, uh, I would uh, block. So the first day I, I um, asked to borrow $100 from a stranger. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a security guard guy. It was a pretty big guy. And I just felt I was so scared. When I, when I, make, when I approached him, I, every step was, was just, just felt ominous. And, uh, and uh, when I asked and say, can I borrow a hundred dollars from you? The guy raised his head and he said, no, why? Then I just start running. I, I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, bye. And I, I ran away. And 
that it felt like literally like life and death. I know it wasn't, but it felt like it. Sure. So that that night, I was rec- I saw my own video because I recorded this, and I I saw how scared I was. I was like this guy on Sixth Sense, right? I mean, the kid on Sixth Sense. I saw dead people, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> And I thought, wow, you know, why, why was I so scared? And this guy didn't look that menacing, actually. And he actually asked me why. He was intrigued by my request. I could have just extended my conversation with him and explained myself, but I didn't do all that. I just started running. That's all because I was scared. And this felt like my life was like that. Every time I asked something, I got rejected. I just run away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the next day, uh, I said, no matter what happens, I would not. I would not uh, run. So the next day, I went to like Five Guys Burger and asked them to make, uh, you know, for a burger refill. Uh, it's mainly like, a, I mean, they are like, what's a burger refill? And I said, well, just like, you know, I just finished a burger you had and can you give me a refill of a burger instead of a drink? And then the guy was like perplexed. He was like, no, um, we don't do that. And I even said, um, well, can you tell your manager, you know, this is a great feedback for you guys. I would love you more <laughs> if, if you do burger refill. And he's like, sure, I'll do it. And so, but I walked away a lot better. Better this time I felt better just because I did not run uh-huh. um, it's a valuable lesson I learned that never just run uh, every time you run you're actually exposed to your your own like shame and and and, and feeling of fa- failure if you run but if you stay there you walk out a winner usually mm-hmm. um, so this is my second day and third day and this is this is a thing I, I, I will stop here but the third day is that everything changed where I went to a Krispy Kreme and asked for a donuts that looked like Olympic rings. And uh, uh, this time I was like, yeah, just give me my no. You know, I want to hear the no. I want to joke about it. I want to stay there. But the thing is, the person took me so seriously. The, uh, the, the, the donut maker, and she took the time to write down what the color looked like. And eventually she came up with, with a way to make the donuts. And, um, it was it was amazing, and uh, I couldn't believe what it was like, um, uh, you know, to have that type of customer service experience. And I did, and just the human kindness that was shown in that video, in that experience, was what just blew me away. Mm-hmm. This is where I mean, so so that video went viral, and this is where I found, okay, I need to stop worrying about getting a yes or a no. I need to worry about just asking. Uh, the more and more outrageous things. I just want to see what happens. I want the world to tell me yes and no instead of me chasing after it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is a, like almost like a life-changing moment for me. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. Aweber, simpler email marketing. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Let's talk about aging. It's inevitable, right? But what if I told you there's a new way to age led by Solgar Cellular Nutrition? They believe, and I do too, that you can transform the way you age cell by cell with the power of cellular nutrition. As we age, our cellular function declines. Your regular multivitamins and minerals might not be enough to combat these age-related declines, and that's where Solgar Cellular Nutrition comes in. It's formulated with targeted cellular nutrients that work with your body's natural processes deep inside your cells to help you fight cellular decline and promote cell health across three benefit areas. It supports cell energy, repair, and vitality, muscle strength, and even glutathione production to help protect cells. So let's own our healthy aging narrative. Visit CellularNutrition.Solgar.com to learn more. Again, that's CellularNutrition.Solgar.com to learn more. Solgar Cellular Nutrition. We go cell deep. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hmm. So, okay, so th- this is really, really interesting. And I, I love the fact that this was such a, a life-changing moment because it, 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 you know, like listening to you say that, I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like a, such a big deal, but it, it really, you know, it's funny because it seems like with each little thing, you, you're teaching your brain whole new lessons about rejection. Uh, so l- let me ask you this. Talk to me about some of the more audacious things that you started to ask for. And then what I actually want to do is start to talk about how it started to change you as a person and, and what this does um, inside the human brain. Because I can't help but start wanting to talk about neuroplasticity, even though neither of us are neuroscientists. Yeah. Um yeah, absolutely. So, for example, there's one, um, that's the smaller things. Uh, one day I went into, uh, knock on someone's doors. Uh, I wanted to plant a flower in his backyard. Um, and the guy said, um, no, but instead of running away, I asked him why. Uh, and he said, you know, uh, what's your offering is cool. Um, I, I mean, but I can't have it because I have a dog that would dig up everything in my backyard. So, you know, if you want, you can go across the street to Lauren's house and Lauren loves flowers. So I did. And half an hour later, I did plant a flower in Lauren's backyard and she couldn't be happier. And this is where I learned. I learned some extremely valuable lessons here. One is a lot of times I just want to, I felt like I need to convince everyone to like me, to want my idea. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasted a lot of time doing that. But sometimes it's just me need to find the right person who desperately wanted what I had to offer. And then this is where I also learned I could ask why um, and standing there and ask why and turn and, and find the underlying reason for the rejection. And if I just, um, you know, and it wasn't because I wasn't trustworthy. It wasn't because I looked weird or whatever, but it was because what I offered did not fit his needs. And so he trusted me enough to offer me a referral, you know, using sales term, um, actually converted. So these are just learning moments for, for, for me that not only like I learned, but also I became bolder and bolder. I just felt I can experiment on all these things. I can try all these techniques that I, I usually learn on books and, you know, I read it somewhere. I can practice him. Uh, I can practice here over and over again because I got a hundred of these. Let me ask you this. What misperceptions uh, do we as adults develop about failure or about rejection uh, in particular uh, that keep us from doing all, all the things that we'd like to do? Because, I mean, you mentioned one of them is that, you know, we just don't happen to want what this or have what this other person wants. But I'm really interested in, uh, you know, the misperceptions and the, the lessons that you have learned about that uh, in addition to what you just shared. I think we thought of rejection is we just think rejection is bad. Mm-hmm. That's in general, right? It's some sort of obstacle, you know, it's some sort of, a, uh, you know, something we have to overcome, we have to forget about. But actually, I learned rejection is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If, if we can learn how to handle rejection, we can turn them into something very positive. We can actually learn from rejection. And also, 
if you know that i mean the old saying says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right it's really true and these rejections never kill us and they always make us stronger if we let them to mm-hmm. it's like you know we we have this comfort zone that's pretty sad but if we gradually if we put ourselves outside this comfort zone by getting rejected one at a time you know once at a time we we're expanding our comfort zone mm-hmm. um and gradually we we can ask you know things that that we w- wouldn't dare before and do things we wouldn't dare before and and uh, you know the, uh, it's kind of amazing it's like our mental courage is like a muscle uh it's not something that's either born with or not but something we can just use rejection as an exercise tool to to learn from and i had no idea this you know these were the case uh, but now i can do it in fact i'm actually building something in uh like online gym it's called a rejection gym just just doing that having people go through rejections one at a time going through this hundred days mm-hmm. and afterward they can start asking things that they, they didn't even dream of hmm. so let me ask you this this is actually a very <laughs> out of personal curiosity question sure one of the things i think that many of us do um, is that we take rejection very personally, yeah. uh, especially in the context of something like uh, a romantic situation or you know something that has to do with the opposite sex or in social interactions in particular, I think. Sure. Uh, like, you know, to me, you, going and asking, you know, the person at Del Taco for some ridiculous order, that doesn't seem like such a big deal. I'm like, okay, whatever. You don't take that personally because you don't, it, it, there isn't like a social stigma tied to it, but our cultural conditioning and, and sort of just our, our you know, our, our evolution when it comes to rejection from other human beings uh, in the context of social interaction, I think it's a, it's a very, very complex not to take it personally. And I'm really interested in hearing your perspective on this. So a couple of things. One is, you know, that feeling of personal rejection is actually deep-rooted in our DNA. You know, when our ancestors were, they were like hunters and gatherers, they 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 weren't the the fastest or strongest, um, but we 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 succeeded in become hunters because we were one pretty smart and two we actually collaborated with each other in a very um, you know tight knit groups. Um, if we get rejected by other people, that means sometimes we're out there on our own, um, you know, facing these animals, and that literally meant life and death. That's why that feeling of life and death of fear. Is still with us when we're getting rejected by other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a, yeah, so there's a biological uh, or maybe evolutionary you know explanation to why we feel we take this personal so personally and we're we're so afraid of this. So, but I, I do, but I learned that you know I almost I'm not almost like I never take things personally anymore. I used to a lot mm. um, because I I'm so used to rejection, right. uh, small things, big things, and and it's. We, we, we sometimes think there's a big disconnect between the smaller things that didn't matter to the big things that actually matter. But it was actually for me all practice. I was like when, when I say Kobe Bryant or, or maybe LeBron James, you know, when we're seeing them as so good on the court, but they, they practice a lot. They, mm-hmm. The games are not won because they were more talented than everyone on the court, but it was because they practice uh, a lot in the dark gym, uh, gyms at night and making jump shots and uh, free throws. So when the game is on the line, when something really matters to them that they were, they were doing, uh, those, those muscle memories and those, those calmness all came back through practice. So I use small rejections or or, or trivial rejections to get myself ready to big rejections mm-hmm. so I can use, I can handle them the same way. And it, it, you know, it has manifested in my life and business as well. You know, right now I conduct my business in a completely different way. Just, uh, uh, you know, I, I embrace rejection all the time. You know, every time I, I start a project, I tell myself, how many no's can I take? How many rejections can I do before I give up? Usually, it's the number is pretty high, mm-hmm. and 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 more more than often, long before I run through that number of rejections, my goal would be reached. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I love that you brought up the biological and evolutionary piece, and and I guess the question for me is, through this process, can we overcome our own biology? I think we can. I really think. I mean, it's just like you know. Uh, so is our size of our muscle. That's also biology. Some people are naturally stronger than others. Mm-hmm. But if we all if we exercise, it's guaranteed that we'll all become stronger than we were before. 
we're not saying we'll all become Michael Jordans of rejection, but we can compare to ourselves and you know, maybe a few months ago or a year ago, we can become Michael Jordans in our own world mm-hmm. compared to ourselves. So uh, let's do this. Um, tell me about some of the bigger, crazier things you started to ask for as you started to build this rejection muscle and how it started to transform you as a person and how you felt about yourself. Yeah, so um, one example was I, I uh, one day, I used to live in Austin, Texas. That's when this whole 100 days of rejection happened. Um, I went to the uh, uh, UT Austin, uh, University of Texas in Austin. I knocked on the professor's door, and then he opened the door, and I just asked him, can I teach your class? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he thought, he, at, least, at first he thought I was trying to sell him something, but I sat down and, and he said, I'll give you five minutes you know, make, you know, to, to say whatever you want to say to me. Then I sat down, I pulled out my iPad. I actually prepared for my lecture already before I went in because <laughs> I said, people are probably going to say no to me, but you know what? I'm going to act as if they would say yes. I would prepare for this lecture. So I showed him what I, was, what, what I would teach. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about overcoming the failure and things, like, things I knew the best, uh, you know, the most. And he was impressed. He's like, you know, actually, I think I can fit you into my curriculum. Um, so a couple months later, he invited me to give a, give a guest lecture to his students. And it was, it was a very well received. Um, you know, just walking out of there, I would just thought, you know, I, I, I always want to do this. This is like a, my lifelong dream to be able to teach a class at a, at, to college students. You know, my, I'm come from a family of teachers. Uh, it's almost like fulfilling my family legacy. But I used to think I would have to accomplish so much. I maybe have to be on a news, uh, you know, a newspaper cover, a magazine cover, I have to be on TV. So people would take me seriously. People would know what I had. Uh, I have something to offer. But no, this time I just asked and it turned out he wanted and needed what I had to say. So, you know, this is a big life, um, you know, it's like a lifelong dream just fulfilled just like that. It, was, it came too quickly. And, and, and I said, you know, if I, if I, there's things like this, I can just ask, what else shouldn't I ask? What else, you know, if I, if I knew I prepared well, if I knew I treated seriously, if I knew I was respectful, uh, if I knew I wanted bad enough, I should ask anything I, I, I want without thinking that someone would reject me or something, you know, maybe this would be too silly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about how people can start to apply this in their own lives. Because I mean, that's what this book is really about, right? Is how yeah. we ourselves can become rejection proof. Uh, and you know, to me, as I'm listening to this, I can't help but think this would be incredibly valuable for almost anybody because it would just, it seems like, it seems like it doesn't matter how big of a thing it is that you attempt to get rejected at. It's simply just conditioning yourself for getting rejected. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's the learning part, but also the exercising part. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, th- those two parts come, you know, kind of come hand in hand, but I, it's, it's always more important for us to just feel, you know, we're okay to be reje- uh, to get rejected. We actually want to get rejected in some way mm-hmm. just to toughen myself up. So if you want to make some change in your life and try to apply these principles, I just start something small. You know, go to, go to uh, I don't know, go to Office Depot when you buy paper next time, negotiate some sort of a discount. You know, I mean, people never do that, uh, especially when, when you're at a big box office, uh, you know, uh, I mean, stores. People don't negotiate. They're just like, you know, it is what it is. But why not? Why not negotiate? You know, just, and you'll probably get, get, um, be turned down. Mm-hmm. But have fun, you know, stay engaged and try to find ways so you can offer something, something, uh, them in return to, to get that yes. I mean, so, uh, you know, more maybe next time you walk into a Starbucks, go try to buy some, uh, some, you know, some coffee beans or, or something, you know, buy, Buy something you don't normally buy, not the coffee, but something that in the back, buy some spoons or maybe get some, just ask for something free. I mean, you're not offending anyone by making this small request and make it, uh, make it clear that they can say no. You know, like this is a, you're asking for something that probably don't normally do, but, because, but you're still asking anyway. Um, but gradually, you will be amazed by what, how these interactions turn out to be. Maybe you won't get a yes, but they're, they're always fine. Uh, and you... No matter how you get rejected, you even laugh that you have to know your life will not materially change before and after your rejection. Mm. So once you understand that, you know, the, the world becomes your playground. You can do anything you want. Mm. 
I, I love that. Um, well, let, let's let me let me ask you this. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit about you know how much your own life has changed. I mean, it's led you to all these amazing things, like getting to write this book, a video that goes viral, uh, a, a wildly popular blog. Talk to me about how the lives of other people who've come into contact with this work have changed because of your own mission. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something I'm really, really excited about because I, um, I've seen this in the rejection gym I'm building. This is, you know, this is precisely what it is for. It's for people who, who also have this fear of rejection or sometimes they, maybe not rejection, but they just f- fear failure, fear wasting time. There's a lot of fears in people's mind that are so limiting to us. So they use re- so we use uh, rejection as a tool to exercise. And so uh, just I haven't started this for uh, like for long, but in the just in just just a few weeks, I started. I've seen people like they say, wow, they really changed. They're asking stuff they've never asked before. I've seen people start asking for jobs that, that they don't, they felt they were not qualified for. There's one example was one guy who was in sales for a long time and he was, he became really good at it. Um, and, and, but he never wanted to try anything else. I mean, he wanted to, but he was like, this is one thing I'm good at in life. And if I step out, maybe I won't be good at, and maybe, you know, I just don't want that risk. And then, you know, he, he saw my video. He started chatting with me was, I was helping through him through some of this. So he just went out and, and asked for a job that he didn't feel he was qualified for. It's a completely new career direction with this company. And, uh, Pretty soon, you know, not only he got the job and he was really good at the job and pretty soon he he became uh, he started a new entrepreneurial center for that uh, Fortune 100 company in in UK. Mm-hmm. So these are just one example that was pretty outrageous, you know, to me that just because you you, you get get over this mental uh, hurdle that that you can, um, you know, uh, you know, just kind of shoot for the stars and you never know what's going to happen. But the thing is. When you do that, I'm not guaranteed that you will get what you want mm-hmm. um, or anyone will get what they want. But one thing is they're going to be at a better place when they do this. Hmm. They're going to be closer to their dreams than they were before. Well, I, I like I, I really, really actually appreciate that you brought up that distinction that it's not going to necessarily lead to what you want, per se, um, <clears throat> but it will get you that much closer. I mean, I think that what you're talking about would fundamentally alter somebody's personality for the better. And, and make them much stronger. Like I can't help but think that, okay, a hundred days of asking for things that I get rejected at would completely change the association um, that we that I have with rejection to something completely different. As okay, I asked for something, somebody said no. Yep. Like it Absolutely. seems like it would depersonalize the whole thing significantly. Absolutely, and and just then. Um, w- Absolutely. And also it, it, it uh, uh, free us from this results thing. You know, we, mm-hmm. we really want results. And sometimes that's why we, we, we labor so hard trying to position ourselves to get, try to get that result. Uh, if you go on LinkedIn, uh, you see results oriented is one of the big buzzwords everyone uses. You know, somehow they're, they're all, you know, because they bring results. But the thing is, I found, you know, shooting for results actually a lot of times limits yourself, you know, like, you know, limits your, your creativity, limits your action, uh, and, and make you fearful. And if I just focus, start focusing on actions, mm-hmm. just ask, just go out and try to learn new things and, and, and keep doing it. Go, go, go. And, and that way, I, 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 not often, I mean, not only I became better at what, do, what I was doing and became more confident, having more fun, but usually it led to better results mm-hmm. because of the confidence and, and, and the actions I was making. Well, you know, I, I think that's that's really interesting you say that. And I, I will share, you know, one personal story about something very similar. You know, I set a goal a long time ago to sell a thousand copies of a book. And I thought there's no way in, it, it took me a long time to, to actually strangely give up that goal because I thought, OK, I have no control over how many people are going to buy my book. And if I keep trying to write a book that is designed to sell a thousand copies, I'm going to kill my creativity. And then, Absolutely. you know, I blew that number out of the water in a way that I never expected I would because I realized it was like, okay, I can control writing the book. I can control publishing the book and that's it. And the rest, you know, is kind of left in the, in the hands of fate. And of course it ended up being a much better book because of that. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what, that the approach when I was writing my book as well, you know, there's, just forget about the results of how many book you're trying to sell. Just write the, write a good book and mm-hmm. let it, and I mean, of course, do the hardest as you can to promote the book and market the book right. and, and, and tell people about it. But in the end, you know, there is um, um, 
uh, like you know, there is a uh, there's an old Chinese saying, you know, strategy is based on people, and the uh, results is based on God. You know, in the end, it's really let you know, let the God or universe or whatever to decide your fate. Mm. Well, I, I think that makes a, a really, really beautiful way to wrap up our conversation. Uh, Gia, I have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, what do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? It's a fantastic question. The unmistakable um, thing is if there, people can argue with um, what's best, what's, you know, what, what they need or something. One thing they cannot... Um, mistake is how much you want something you know what's your what you want in your life you know what you want in this um they cannot argue with that because that's what you want you own that you own your own story you own your own actions so when you go out and talk tell people your story to live your life you know that's you own that thing and live that to the full um and no matter what other people say because they can't argue with what you want and what you need Hmm. Well, uh, Gia, this has been just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us and share some of your story and your insights with our listeners here at The Unmistakable Creative. And uh, we will link up everything that we've talked about in the show notes, including some of the videos that we've talked about, as well as a link to Gia's book. All right. Thank you, Srini. Yeah. I, had a lot, I had a lot of fun. This is a great, this is a great interview. For oh, me. well, thank you. And for those of you listening, we will wrap the show with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Unmistakable Creative Podcast. While you were listening, were there any moments you found fascinating, inspiring, instructive, maybe even heartwarming? Can you think of anyone, a friend or a family member who would appreciate this moment? If so, take a second and share today's episode with that one person, because good ideas and messages are meant to be shared. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.